0: There we are. Hey, I'm back, everybody. Yay. Yeah. Hey, before we begin, uh, I want to ask you guys to give a big round of applause to Pastor Kevin. Now, you can take me to lunch later. Hey, I, but I want to I point you guys to this. One, like, y'all are special because y'all are in a church that the pastor of the church loves student ministry and loves you guys. I could count on one hand. I could dare count on zero hands the number of senior pastors who would take time on Wednesday nights to be a small group leader and to hang out with you guys. And so, guys, again, let's give it up for Pastor Kevin. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. He is my favorite. He is my number one on MySpace. uh, And love him dearly. Do what? Uh, Because it was great. It literally was my space. It was awesome. Hey, uh, so for those of y'all that are curious, Hank is doing well. Yes. In two days' time, we'll have kept this creature alive for two weeks. It is awesome. Yes, two weeks. Guys, when y'all go home, do me a favor. I want you to find your mother. I want you to find your father. I want you to find your guardian. I want you to give them a big hug. All right, because y'all, I have changed diapers and I have seen chemicals come out of this tiny body that should be outlawed in the Geneva Convention under chemical warfare. It is rough, y'all, and, and sometimes like it, there, I, I, I oscillate between like being the dad and being like that's my boy, and then just knowing that I have to clean it up and think this pagan creature. Uh, But Hank is doing good, Sarah's doing good, they will be here uh, when they are ready, Uh, but we appreciate all y'all's thoughts and prayers and everything like that. Uh, The one thing I will say about this kid is that he has disrupted my morning routine just a little bit, all right? He has kind of changed some things. Does anybody here have a morning routine that they are very fond of? Does anybody here, keep your hand up, do you like when that morning routine changes in any way, shape, or form? Probably not, right? Who here, by show of hands, the first thing in your morning routine is brush your teeth? Okay, some of you, all right. Who here, your first thing on your morning routine is breakfast? All right, who here, your first thing on your morning routine is drink your coffee? Yes, true, awesome. Hey, y'all, you're gonna find this hard to believe because this kid has come into my life and he's changed everything. I actually bought a Red Bull. My first Red Bull ever. And that's what it felt like. It was rough. (laughs) The heart palpitations, everything. It was. Y'all know they come in blueberry flavored? I know y'all do. This was news to me. It was neat. Anyways, I'm not a Red Bull person, but focus. What were we talking? Morning routines. All right. Here's my question for you. First question that we're going to ask tonight. There's one thing, left or right, front and back, there's one thing all of you guys have to do before you leave every morning. What is that? I hear deodorant. Deodorant is... What? What? Take your your medications. Yes. One thing you have to do. Keep shouting them out. What is it? What is it? Stand up. Stand up. Okay. I heard in the back... (laughs) Contemplate your existence. Contemplate your existence. Okay. I heard it in the back, guys. Here, listen to me. The first thing everybody here has to do, the one thing you have to do before you step outside into the world as a contributing member to society, the first thing you have to do is you have to get dressed. You have to wear clothes. Y'all listen to me. Dare I say it. Now that COVID is behind us and we get to go on trips again, you can do trips and not brush your teeth. You can, theoretically. If you do that, you will go home, okay? You can go on trips and technically, theoretically, not take a shower. I don't advise it. You can go on these trips. But guys, you have to wear clothes. In this world, this is America. We have great freedoms, but not like that, folks, okay? And so listen to me. We're continuing this series called That Anxious Feeling, okay? We're talking about these feelings that we have, these anxieties, these stresses, these emotions, and things like that that are going on. And guys, here's what Paul says. Tonight, what Paul's going to tell us is that the way to combat those things, the way to have victory over those things, guys, is that you get dressed. You have your Bibles, we're Ephesians chapter 6 tonight. Ephesians chapter 6, and so again, while you're turning there. The first thing, the most important thing we have to do as we go out in this world is because we have to be dressed. We have to be ready. And we can dress up for a lot of different things. One day you guys are going to have jobs. Your jobs might require uniforms. Your jobs might require special um, what's the word I'm looking for? materials. Your job might require things like that. And you're going to have to dress well to be able to perform well. You're going to have to dress right to be able to do these things. And so, guys, the first thing that Paul is saying, guys, in this world... Guys, if you want victory over these things, if you want victory over stress, if you want victory over anxiety, if you want victory over these crazy feelings that we have that that seem to steal us, that seem to rule over us instead of the peace that God gives, if you want victory over these things, Paul tells us that we get dressed. Because, guys, we want victory, right? Everybody here, yes! Anything that you do, guys, we want victory. If we play checkers, Technically, you want to win, right? If We play chess. Technically, you want to win. If you're in school, you want to do well. You want victory. Guys, we want victory in all these things. And guys, we can have victory over these feelings as well. We can have victory over these things. So guys, repeat after me. Victory with preparation. Guys, victory comes through Preparation. Victory comes through being prepared. Victory comes through being ready. Victory comes through putting on, as Paul's going to tell us, the armor of God that we may be able to stand firm, that we may be able to fight these things. And so, here's what Paul tells us to do. In Ephesians chapter 6, beginning in verse 10, it says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Verse 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Guys, if you have a highlighter, you have a pen, if you have... A, a quill and ink, if you will. And you have your Bible, guys, underline, highlight, box, square, say that, that word put on at the beginning of verse 11. Put on, because here's what Paul is saying. Because if you want victory over these things, you put on the armor of God, you put on these things, you put on Christ, you put on these things. But what Paul is saying is that it's work, it's active, it's something that we all have to actively do. We have to pay attention to these things. We have to do these things, okay? And so, guys, all of us, there, there is an active part that happens when we are following the Lord, that we put on the armor of God, that we can stand against these things. Guys, listen to me. I, I've said this before in junior high, I know, but, guys, Christlikeness is not going to happen by accident. Righteousness is not going to happen by accident. Following the Lord is not going to happen by accident. Seniors, where are you at? Raise your hands, all y'all seniors. Hey, there's not going to come a time in your life when you go to college or when you're in the workforce or 10, 15 years from now, when you're paying taxes and everything like that, that you're going to sit here and be like, Jesus, right? It's not going to happen. Hey, seventh graders, where are you at? Seventh graders, show of hands. Hey, yeah, awesome. Hey, there's not going to come a time in your lives when you're one of these seniors here that accidentally, you're just going to wake up and be like, I will follow the Lord now. It's not going to happen. Guys, it's it's a choice. It's active. Day in and day out that we choose to follow these things. Guys, we're not going to trip up over ourselves and all of a sudden, wow, we're following the Lord. And what Paul is saying, be active against these things. Be active on these things. Guys, if you want victory, you put on the armor. Now, if we're going to have victory, it means that we're fighting against something. It means that something else is attacking us. It means that that we're fighting against something. So verses 12 and 13, it says this for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against the rulers and against the authorities against the cosmic powers over this present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places therefore take up the whole armor of god that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm so here's what paul is saying guys like we're we're not fighting physical things here We're not fighting physical things. We're not fighting things that we can see, taste, touch, feel. We're fighting spiritual things. We're fighting spiritual battles. Because there is an enemy out there that the Bible says is prowling like a roaring lion. that, That we're fighting against somebody who wants to steal us away from the Lord. That wants to convince us that living for him is not worth it. That wants to convince us that living for this world, following the American dream, doing all these things, is more important. And not all the times is that this like physical entity. Guys, a lot of times if there's like a physical enemy that we can see, it's a little bit easier to fight, right? You know, we we can sit here, we can watch film, we can study their tactics, we can do our research, we can see all these different things, and then we can kind of plan our attack to counteract that, right? But guys, here, especially as we're talking about these feelings, as we're talking about anxiety, we're talking about emotions, Guys, how many times, let's, let's be honest with ourselves, show of hands, has somebody ever came up to us and asked, hey man, how you doing? And you sit there and you say something like what? Good. I'm good, I'm fine. Now, now listen to me, by show of hands, because I heard I'm good. How many of you have ever had somebody walk up to you say, hey, how you doing? And you say, I'm good, but deep down on the inside, you're anything but? I'm just saying in general. I'm not saying like, don't... But, guys, guys we, we, we go through those things. Guys, again, these feelings of stress, these feelings of anxiety, these feelings of emotions, all these things, guys, are not always this physical, like, we can see them. That we're able to mask those things, we're able to make believe, that we're able to make everybody else think that everything's great, but on the inside, guys, we're tossing and turning. Guys, I, I, I have this feeling sometimes, that, that I don't know why, that, man, like, there are times in my life that things are going good, That kind of everything seems to be coming up, Hunter? That that everything's going great? And in my mind, what I'm not sitting here thinking on more often than not is, God, you're so good. In my mind, I'm thinking, all right, when's it all going to fall apart? You see what I'm saying? We're fighting something very, very difficult. We're fighting against something that we can't necessarily see. We can't necessarily fight off against. And here's what Paul says. He says, put on the whole armor of God. Put on the full armor of God. Put on this great armor that is going to help us stand firm, that is going to help us stand against these things. And what Paul says, he says, full. He says, whole. Guys, it's not this thing that we can kind of pick and choose. Okay, today I really need a helmet. Okay, today I really need a shield. What Paul is saying, guys, if you want to fight back against these things, I man, you put it all on. You put every single piece of it on. So, guys, verse 14 through 17, let's talk about what these things look like. Beginning in verse 14, it says, Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and his shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can ex- extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and to take the helmet of the salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So guys, a lot of times we, we could take six weeks and we could just kind of dissect one by one these things, Right? What I want to do, I want to kind of touch on all these things just kind of very loosely. You can see, I got a little picture here. Uh, chances are, look at him. He's so proud. Chances are, like at some point in, in children's ministry, if you've hung out with uh, Mr. David, Miss Beth, if, you, if you've been in church, you've grown up at Vacation Bible School or something, that, that we've had a little guy like this that we've, we've kind of drawn up, and he's smiling. He said, huzzah! But guys, it's, it, it's a fight. I mean, it's a war, guys. It's, it's, it's fighting against these things, that we be dressed for battle, that we be dressed for all these things. So, so kind of going down one by one all these things. Number one, he says, put on the belt of truth. Guys, listen to me. For us as Christians, for us as believers, we have truth. We have truth that we can know. We have truth that we can stand upon. We have truth we can build our lives upon. We have truth that can set us free. Guys, you look around the world around us today and you see so much confusion, so much fear, so much fighting, so much headbanging going on. You see all that stuff. And one of the reasons why that is because this person believes this thing, this person believes this thing. They conflict with one another. Bang, 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 they're going at it. Guys, for us as Christians, guys, we have the truth. Because we don't have to go through this life blind, trying to figure out what's right, what's wrong, what's good, what's nice, all these things. Because we have truth that we can build our lives, that we can rest on, that we can have confidence on. So we put on the belt of truth. Next, that we put on the breastplate of righteousness. Guys, what does the breastplate protect? Your heart, your lungs, vital organs, things like that. It's trying to keep those things pure. It's trying to keep those things like, away from arrows and spears and things like that. Because I'm just, just going to tell you right now, I'm not, like, my wife's the medical professional. But if you take a spear to the heart, you're donezo, okay? It, like, that's it. And so here, here what Paul is saying is that you put on the breastplate of righteousness to keep your heart, to keep it, those things pure, to keep those things upright. To give you a standard of which to live. That you're pursuing God, what you're doing is you're following him. You're abstaining from sin. You're keeping yourself pure. You're keeping yourself following him. You're keeping yourself pursuing him. You're keeping yourself away from the world, following the Lord. He says, you put on the belt of truth. You put on the breastplate of righteousness. He says, you put on shoes of the good news. Yeah, shoes are very important. Shoes are like if, if you have ever played sports, if you've ever played anything, Okay, your proper footing is very important, right? So this fall, we're all going to tune in to watch Bryce Young dominate, right, Brody? All right, if Bryce Young goes out on the field, he should be wearing what on his feet? What kind of shoes? Cleats, right? Because that way they can dig, he can juke, he can jive, do all those. If Bryce Young goes out on the field wearing Chaco sandals, stylish, yes. He gets those NIL deals from Chaco. It's going to be awesome. But he's going to break a toe. Guys, the worst rolled ankle I've ever had was when I wore Chaco's trying to play basketball. I was like, Whoa. all right. Guys, uh, y'all, to, to try and relate to where I'm not just going sports, y'all, the Met Gala was the other day. All right. You know what I didn't see on anybody's feet during the entire Met Gala? Crocs. I love Crocs. Listen to me. If you wear Crocs, you are my people. I have a pair at home that I mow the lawn with. It's great. But none of these people wore Crocs. They're wearing stiletto heels, and they're doing all these things. I don't know why I did that when I said that, but anyways. Y'all, your proper footing is important because your proper footing gives you an advantage. Your proper footing means you're not slipping. It means you're not tripping. It means you're not falling over yourselves. Guys, we have good news. The world wants to tell you work hard, exhaust yourself, Get, 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 gimme, 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 do, 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 all this stuff. And what the gospel says is that we are sinners and Christ died for us to save us and set us free. Side note, guys, I'm aware of the fact that I just said do, do, okay? I've changed a lot of diapers, okay? So we put on shoes of the good news. Next, it says that we pick up the shield of faith. All right, now, now understand this. For Roman soldiers, there are two types of shields that they would carry. Number one was kind of big, round, Captain America-looking thing that you charge into battle. Wha? ka, choo, you know, all this stuff, all right? But here's what Paul says. There's another shield that the Roman soldiers would carry that roughly translates to door, okay? Roughly translates to door. And it was big, it was a long, it was essentially the size of one person, right? And this isn't something that we could really charge into battle with. It wasn't really like, you know, Captain America, like, throws a shield, this guy's like... Doing that number, right? But it's a giant, tall shield. And what its design was for is that alone, it was okay alone, it could protect you. But what the door was meant to do was to link to another, 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 and now we have a wall built that we can protect everybody from behind. And here's what I think Paul is trying to say is, guys, our faith is strong. Your faith can be strong. Your faith is going to be stronger when you're connected to a body. Your faith is going to be stronger when you're connected to one another. Your faith is going to be stronger when you're connected to your small group, when you're connected to your church. When you're connect- Your faith is going to be made stronger when we're not watching live stream on the couch and we're out, we're there, we're in person, we're participating, we're doing all these things. Guys, yeah, so last night, I'm, and some of y'all might have seen this on Instagram, I'm, I'm giving my son a bottle because that's my life now, okay? And so I'm sitting here. And I've also developed this, like, really neat strategy. This might be TMI, that, like, if he's drinking bottle and then it starts, like, running down, all right, that I can, like, hold him in one hand, like, clutch the bottle in my teeth and then, like, wipe him. Anyways, uh, too much, but I'm impressed by it, okay? And so here we go, and, and I'm thumbing through Facebook after he eats and everything. So I had a good friend of mine who passed away last night. He was a youth pastor for years and years and years. I met him summer of 2012 when I was working a camp. And man, I I was exhausted spiritually. I was upset. Uh, Some things happened in this ministry that that I didn't really agree with. I kind of got burnt by it. I'd been a Christian for like a year and a half. I'd felt a call to ministry for like maybe a year. And and, and all of a sudden, you know, I had these great aspirations. I thought everything's gonna be great. Everything's gonna be hunky-dory. And now all of a sudden, I'm kind of in this position where I'm kind of like questioning. I really don't know if this is really for me. I really don't know what this looks like. And Dave Paxton, actually, I connected with him, reached out to me, encouraged me, said, stick with it, follow him. God's not done with you yet. And guys, because his faith and my faith were connected at that moment, I was stronger. I was made stronger because of it. Guys, we keep each other accountable, we build each other up, we encourage one another. Guys, our faith is strongest when we're connected to one another. Next thing, it says that we wear the helmet of salvation. Guys, what does the helmet protect? The head. Guys, the head is important. The head protects everything. The head controls everything. The head does everything for us. And guys, when we have salvation, guys, it saves the entire body. It saves all of us. When we are connected, when we are saved, when we have salvation, guys, it saves us completely. And the last thing is this, is the sword of the word of God. Notice this real quick. Of all these pieces of armor that we've put on, all right, the head protects us. The breastplate protects us. The shoes give us solid footing. The shield protects us. Belt keeps our britches up. All these things, guys. Of all the things that we've talked about, there is one offensive weapon. What is it? It's the sword. Guys, listen to me. There is a world out there that is wanting to give you lies that is wanting to give you false truths, that is wanting to package it in a good way to make you think, oh, this is really good. That's wanting to tell you, no, this is really what God says. Guys, do you know what we do to fight lies? We fight lies with truth. We we battle back against those things with truth. And guys, the truth is going to be found in this book. Guys, if you want victory in this life, if you want to attack back against those things that are trying to steal, kill, and destroy, if you're wanting to attack back against those things that are causing us anxiety, that are causing us stress, guys, that you pick up this word, that you study it, that you learn it, that you apply it to your life, that you follow what it has to say, that you believe the things that this book says, because what this book is telling you is that you are a sinner. And yes, That's not great news to hear, but what it's also telling you is that you are a sinner who Christ died for. What this book is telling you is that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. What this book is telling you, that Christ, that God took time, knit you together in your mother's womb. What this Bible is telling you is that you do not have to fear, that you can be strong, that you can be courageous, that Jesus goes before us, that he prepares the way, that we can follow him, that we can know him. What this book tells us is how to live our lives despite the lies of this world. But guys, let me ask you this question. We can have a sword here on the side, okay? Hey, Let me me tell you this. Anybody got one of them uh, lightsabers? Anybody? Uh, Let me see it real quick. You can throw it. That's fine. All right. Didn't even plan this. Is there a button to it? Okay. Didn't even plan this, but this works. Thank you, Star Wars. Alright, so here's the deal. So this is my sword, right? Ta-da! Neat. Knights, everything like that. Let's say this. I know this is technically not, but let's say this. Let's say I have this sword, I have this nice thing, I got this really great thing that's going to help me in this battle against the Sith Lords. And I'm going to go into battle and I keep it right here at my hip. And I'm beating and I'm fighting and everything. I'm going at it, but I... It's right here, buddy. I I got it close right here. But this sword means nothing if we don't take it out and we don't unsheath it. You see what I'm saying? Yes, I made this thing become green. But listen to me. Y'all, we can sit here and say, oh man, I love the Bible. But if we're not reading it, do we love it? We can sit here and say, oh man, I, I, I believe what the Bible says. But if we're not living it, do we? We can sit here and say, hey, I, I can have confidence because my Jesus tells me these things. Yes. Do we know where he's telling us those things in scripture? You guys, see why this is important. You guys, see why this is so important that we have the sword, that we have the word of God, that we take it. And guys, we fight back against lies. We fight back against false truths. We build our lives on this book, what it has to say. And, guys, that we don't have to fear anymore. And so, guys, I want to encourage you. If, if you do not know what this book says, if we've talked this whole time about how there's a God who loves you, that there is a God who saves you, if you're here, and, man, you, you can say, hey, I'm struggling, I'm having difficulty, I need help, I need somebody to point me to this Jesus who saved me, who died for me, Guys, here in just a little bit, the band, I'm going to ask them to go ahead and come on up. They're going to play one more song for us. And guys, during that time, here's what I want you to do. I want to encourage you, go find one of your small group leaders. I want to encourage you, come up here to the front and just, just kneel and pray. If you just need some time alone with God, hey, you can even go to the back right there, mm-hmm. right there. You can just get away for a little bit, get alone with God, and just talk to him for a little bit. But listen to me, guys. We can have victory. We can know victory. We can have victory over these things by putting on the armor, by putting on what God has given us. By standing on truth, by standing on good news, by by accepting the gift of salvation, by by studying the word, all all these things, guys, we can have victory. If you're here and you feel like all this time in life that you've just been beaten down and beaten down and beating down, guys, listen to me. You can leave here tonight victorious because there is a God who sent his son to die, who rose again, who conquered death, who conquered the grave so that you could be redeemed. Let's pray. Father God, we love you. God, we thank you for uh, just the time to be able to worship you, the time to be able to praise you. God, we thank you that you do not leave us in this world alone, that, that you have gone before us, that you have opened doors for us, that you have left us your spirit that you have left us your word that we can embrace that we can hold on to god truly that we can have victory and god i pray for my friends here tonight who god might be struggling i've been there but god i'm grateful that through your gospel through people who have loved me who have taught me your word god that that i can know freedom that i can know these things I pray that everybody here, left or right, front to back, God, when we leave these doors tonight, as we go back home, as we go back to school tomorrow, that we're changed, that we're a victorious people, and God, that we're ready to tell others how they could have that same victory as well. Lord, we pray these things in your name. Amen.